0: Hey guys, so before we start today's episode, I would love to introduce you to our wonderful sponsors, the Associate Associate Concierge Company. So they are a, they're a luxurious concierge company located in Boston, Massachusetts. So if you live in the city of Boston and you're looking for a caretaker for your apartment, someone to, you know, handle your packages for you, book dinner reservations, bar appointments, cap scheduling, hair hair appointment with your barber and all everything appointment okay make sure you pay them a visit and they will help you handle all that they are the best in the game what is going on guys welcome back to the i'm not lucky i am blessed podcast episode number 22 (laughs) and today as usual i have a special guest in the building with me okay but for shout out to the pink shirt we're putting on leaving not existing i love the shirt man thank you so much bro Thank you for wearing it. Thank you, man. So uh, before we start today's episode, uh, real quick, if, you're, if this is your first time listening to this podcast or watching this video, please subscribe to the channel, okay? And if you want to be part of it, just DM me on Instagram at HardworkPaysMe. I would definitely bring you on, okay? So with that said, um, our today's special guest is a motivational speaker. I came across this video on Instagram a few days ago, very powerful video, and you know we're going to talk about that video too. And he just released a book. Call the 3.0 GPA
1: and GPA equals 4.0
0: oh yeah GPA equals 1.0 my bad okay I haven't read the book honestly but um, today we're gonna to talk about the book and also just speak about life in general I believe he's uh he has a great mindset I love the way he thinks I love the way he speaks you know re- you know when you see someone and you just automatically just you know like real recognize real you know you just click with the person that's kind of like how we clicked. and today I'm excited to you know bring him up for you guys to listen and learn from him. Okay. So with that said, guys, let's dive in. Immanuel, hey, how you doing? I'm doing quite
1: great. Great. Amazing. Superb. Thank you. You're
0: how welcome. are you? I am doing great myself. I'm happy that I'm finally doing this. It's been a long time coming and today was just the perfect day for us to actually sit down and shoot this video. So brother, thank you so much for coming and I appreciate you. Thank you for having me as a guest. I appreciate this so much. My pleasure. My pleasure uh so there's this question i always love to start my podcast with okay and it's very simple do you feel you're lucky or you're blessed both both why do you say
1: that um simple like so my name is emmanuel and that means god is with us facts so i'm automatically blessed facts <laughs> you know if god <laughs> is with us then we blessed yes yes yes, yes. um And I feel like I'm lucky because fortune always follows me. So,
0: yeah, I get what you're saying. So, yo, originally God speaks you because of your name, and then naturally luck just follows you. Yes, sir. Facts. It's kind of like the opposite of me. My name is Lucky, (laughs) so (laughs) I am naturally lucky. Lucky blessed. Yeah, we (laughs) together. Yo, for (laughs)
1: you. It's interesting it's
0: interesting yeah for real this is uh first time i'm actually having this wow. that's that's a good way to say it. yeah i'm lucky he's blessed <laughs> but i'm not lucky okay i'm blessed <laughs> <laughs> oh man i'm already loving this conversation uh but your name is pronounced differently
1: yes why is that if you don't mind me asking um so my grandmother her she, she came up with my name oh. and my grandfather is hector my grandmother is isabella and my father is manuel Okay. So Hector, H, Isabella, I, and then Manuel.
0: Oh, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. So makes she sense. put the first two initials together. Two initials together. Yeah, I
0: made the name. Oh, awesome. Um, Bro, let's. Real quick, for those of them listening out there that don't know you, okay? Okay. Can you please introduce your humble self?
1: Introduce myself? Yes,
0: sir. Uh Okay, sure. Who are you? Where am I? No, who are you right now? You know? Um.
1: Right now I'm in the, the stages of developing everything that I am. Okay. Um, so I've come a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still I'm still at the very beginning. Like it's right now it has been the pregnancy, you know, the gestation of everything. Okay. And now it's time to give birth. Okay. Now it's time to go through labor and actually deliver the baby. Um, so without further ado, I, I'm basically uh, I started a company called Hemovision to motivate people, to inspire people, to heal people. Um, and all sense of the matter. So met physical, mental, uh, spiritual, and emotional. And no, I'm not the perfect individual. We could always improve and get better. That's yeah, the whole purpose yeah. of this, is to increase yourself from who you were yesterday. Mm-hmm. So my game is personal development every single day. If you can get 1% better every single day, there's nothing that you can't do.
0: That's, that's a mindset I have to like, just 1% better every day. You know, growing and just getting better. I Absolutely. Like that. Yeah. So, what is Hema Vision?
1: Hema Vision stands for um, a multitude of things, but mainly, uh, Hema is free time in Japanese. Okay. And uh, vision is kind of like what you what you envision for your future. What do you have for your goals, your ambitions, your desires? Mm-hmm. And when you put that together, it's like, what are you doing in your free time to make your HEMA desires come to fruition? Oh. Hema Vision.
0: Hema Vision. Makes sense. I like how. Your name and things just connect, you know. <laughs> I like how you Me came too. up with the human vision, like for real. Like that's a beautiful mindset.
1: Can I be honest with you? Yes, sir, please. So the I. Yeah. If you ignore that, you see the the H. The H. Yeah, I'm just also the a first V. Time. Yeah, there's a V too. Yeah. And there's an arrow. Yeah, there's arrow. So I knew one day in high school, I was drawing in the back of my notebook, and there was just a, you know, the cardboard. And I was just drawing, and I just put my initials in one single letter. So that's how it looks. And I'm a Sagittarius, so that's why the arrow's there. Oh. And um, I told myself, hmm, that's interesting. One day, this is going to be your company. And I had no idea idea. what it was going to be. I had no clue what it was going to look like and what it was going to bring to the people that I'm serving, the people that I'm here for. I had no idea what it was going to do for me, my family. And it just happened. It just came all together you know everything just
0: everything is not making sense yes
1: sir yeah
0: I was listening to this um speech by Steve Jobs and he okay. was saying how he got out of school and then um he started taking a programming class for no fucking reason and it didn't even make sense at first you know mm. it was just he was just going through the motion and, and 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 later on everything starts to make sense to him like if he didn't take that programming class he wouldn't have come up with the, you know, the first laptop, like there was a system they did that. He only got that because he was in that class. And that was what actually made him, we, like he was, you know, and also like things, like everything, like, you know, at first things might not be making sense, but everything is going to connect. The pictures, yeah. everything is like, it's like a puzzle, you know, one one is coming and you're like what <laughs> it's, like, what am I doing at this point in my life right now? You know, and you just... Just go through it. You you, you, you get it, right? And then before you know it, you're like, oh, I went through that because of this. I went yes, through. Sir. That's kind of like how it is. Like, you drew that how many years ago and now it's, what's in front of us? Now, about, what are we talking about right now? Eight years ago. Eight years ago. Damn, powerful.
1: Can I say something else? Yes, yes you can. Did?
0: You can say anything.
1: So, Steve Jobs also pointed out that there's a grid, right? And it's like a line, a line, a line. And this is where you used to be, this little grid right here. And this is where you are. And this is the frequency, right? This is where you were. This is where you are. Yeah. You can look back in life and see where you came from. from... And, you know, you can't, you can't look forward in life and see where you want to go. Yeah. You, you may want to get there, but you don't know how to get there. You knew how you got from here to here. So all you can do is keep moving forward. That's true. So, like you said, putting all the pieces together, it finally... You see the big picture. Yeah, connecting the dots. Yes, sir.
0: Definitely like what he, the speech I had himself was like mostly using connecting the dots, you know, like, later on. So what is the, high, the, the, the eye on the, the the logo stands for? Vision. Vision. Oh, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. No, because right now, I think everything about you just seems extraordinary. That I could look at you and see an eye, but I know it means something else to you. You get me, right? <laughs> That's I'm like, how I see think right now.
1: Okay, so, um, yeah, can you still introduce yourself more? Yes. Um, So I'm a former foster child, and um, I know that a lot of children in foster care didn't necessarily have the most helpful upbringing. Yeah. And what that entails for me is like I didn't have the necessary skills to cook for myself, clean for myself, groom myself, Um, and I could only imagine what other children were going through. Like they don't know how to tie a tie, they don't know how to talk at an interview, they don't know how to uh, present themselves in any manner, shape, or form, and um, I came across a stumbling fact that over 50% of the homeless population across the United States are people that are, are foster children that are aged out of the foster care system. And I was like, why is that? And it's because they don't have the basic intrinsic values that's going to help them be the person they need to be so that they can go work, they can get a house, they can get yeah, a car, they can yeah, go yeah. do whatever the things that they need to do as a person yeah. and, and fulfill their life and their purpose. And all I wanted to do was give back to them, to be there for them and show them a way. And that's what this platform's for, so that them and other people who, or who are like them, whether they're in foster children or not, or they've been through trauma or not, or people that just want to improve their lives, can have something that they can look forward to, something that they can learn from, something that they can share amongst themselves and actually be inspired from, and then even go and do their own thing. Uh, so that that's basically what it is.
0: That's deep, man. So you, you do know this from a uh, personal experience, what you've been through. Yes, you know? sir. You wish someone was there for you to, you know, put you through all this to make life better and easier. I definitely understand like raising up in a foster home, no mom, no dad, that love and attention is not there. Someone to guide you through life and tell you things. It's just, it's missing. Even the basic things, like you said, it's not even about the, it's just the basic things. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. like not a tie. Brush your teeth, even possible. Like, you know, kids, kids don't even know how to do that. And, and these are like. Sometimes the kids we see out there we just make fun of them and say, oh, he look at his teeth are not clean, but like for real, no one was there to show him how to brush, the, brush his teeth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like
1: when you're going through trauma, trauma, when you're going through surviving, you don't think about the things that you need to do on a day-to-day basis, like personal care. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so what's this book about?
1: So this book that I put together is called GPA equals 4.0, GPA. the formula for conquering goals, plans, and actions. Say it again. GPA G-A equals 4.0. The formula for conquering your goals, plans, and actions. So, what is the formula for conquering your goals, plans, and actions? I can't give you that. It's okay. in the book. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I will say this. Yeah. The letters GPA are in every single chapter because um, they are literally what makes uh, the, the formula succeed. So, the formula is 2G plus 3A, 3P. Plus 3a oh, wow. and every chapter is is part of that formula and when you put all that together you will succeed at your goals you will succeed in your desires you will succeed in bringing your ideas into life because how else did I create human vision how else did I get to the point where I have a book how else did I get to the point where I'm at this point in my life where I could have been addicted to drugs I could have been homeless I was a couple of times I could have been um, you know Uh, in jail, I could have been dead, I could have been all these statistics, stereotypes, but because of who I am and what I want to bring into my life and what I want to do for others I I put this formula and I I attach it to myself so I I want to share it, I put it together and I shared it with the world
0: What made you want to share this book with the world? What made you want to write a book like that? There could have been so many books you could have written like why this
1: specific book? That's a great question Um, The reason why I wanted to write this specific book Again, it just ties back in. I wanted someone there for me. Nobody was there for me. Thanks. And there's countless of other people that you can't even imagine. Because when you think about it, there's 8 billion people in this world, yes? Yes. But that's just presently. There's people in the past that exu- exceed the amount of people that are existing right now. Yeah. There, there's people in the future that we can never understand how many people will actually be here. And so, this is for the people that are going to be here in the future as well. Like, um, we don't know what the impact that we do in our day to day lives will have on the future. You know, Benjamin Franklin, did he imagine that he was going to be teaching billions and billions of people years on in the future? No, he was just living day to day lives. But it's like the butterfly effect everything you do has a cause and effect. So, this book is to help people regardless of where they're at in life. Okay.
0: So is it possible for you to go a little bit about the book, just whatever you
1: can explain about the book? Absolutely. The yeah. So I talk about the four core values, right? Because you can't change anything until you change your mindset about something, right? Everything starts with the mind. So if you get into a fight and someone punches you in your head, the rest of your body follows your head. Hmm. So you have to start with the mind. Everything starts with the mind. It's like a seed. So you plant the seed and it grows. So the, four, the first four chapters are called four core concepts. And I use those four core concepts to change the idea of what you perceive life to be and how you can see your goals and your ideas and your dreams and then actually make them a reality. A lot of people are used to thinking small or used to thinking that that's not possible or just thinking that they're not worthy enough. And why is that? Someone in their life told them that they're not capable of doing something. And so I'm here with that four core concept to tell you this is you. You need to work on you. Before you can do anything else in this world, you need to work on you. And so that, that first four chapter, core concepts, make sure that your, your core is strong. You know, the, the trunk of a tree, when the wind comes or the storm comes, it may sway, it may bend this way, but its core is so strong, it's not going to bend, break, or snap. And that's what you need to do. You need to develop your core. After that, you, that, you dive into the formula that's actually going to transform your, your goals into reality. And you do that through your goals, plans, and actions. And I teach you how to do that inside the book, how to set your proper goals how to make them into plans, because a, a, goal without a, uh, a goal without a plan is just a dream, right? Yeah. So how to, how to put your goals into a plan and how to take action in it. And a lot of people, they, they're, you, you saw in the video, they, they, they're scared to take the action on their dreams. They're scared and there's no need to be, you know? They're scared of our great potential, not scared of failing. We're scared of how great we could actually be. And so people tend to not do something.
0: So it's not even the 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 fear of failure that stops people from doing something. It's the scared of how great they can be that actually scares them. Sometimes,
1: sometimes, yeah. sometimes yeah. Imagine how you could how great you could actually be at something, and then think about that. That 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 right there, that that mountain top you have to climb, that's scary because you're like, well, what if I fail and you know, don't get there? But this, you're not worried about failing. You're worried about becoming that great. Why be scared?
0: Oh, well, it's deep. Thank you. Whew. So, this book is all about goal setting and then the actions you need to take to achieve these goals. Yes, sir. Yes, makes sense. Why do you think it's important for us to set goals? Like, is it possible to
1: live life without a goal? That's a good question. So, this shit right here? Yeah. Um, it says living not existing. Okay. There's the reason behind that and it answers your question, right? When I was going to work, going to school, going home, going to work, going to school, going, going home, yeah, going to work every single going day to school. It was just a cycle. Over and over and over again. And I just had no purpose, had no goals, had no ambition, no desire, and I felt I felt alone. I felt lo- I mean I was alone. And then when I wasn't alone, I felt lonely. Right? I could be in a crowd of people and still feel lonely. I could be by myself and feel lonely. And I just kept asking myself, "What is my purpose? What am I gonna do in life? What What am I here for? Like, why? Why am I here? Like, what can I do? And without the goals set, your life is just existing. There's nothing that you can actually do or create because you don't have an, an intention behind it. You're just doing things just to do it. It's kind of like uh, it's like a cell bacteria you're just moving just because you have to you don't know why you're doing it but you're doing it Yeah. and I wanted to be intentional about my life oh. and to be intentional um, you have to have a purpose and that purpose you have to have goals so when you have a purpose and you have intentions you have to have goals if you don't have goals you're just existing so I'd rather be living than not existing, not existing.
0: it's funny you say this it's guys one Interesting, you said this because this is a mindset I've always had. I want to leave and not exist. Hmm. I, I just feel like I know I was made for something. Everyone was made for something.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, you know, till you get to that point where you're tired of doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. You go to work, home, sleep. Like you said. I was in that phase in my life where I was just doing the regular things. And within me, I was not satisfied. I was like, is this what I really came into this world to do? Like, just to pay bills and die? Mm. Like, I had so much energy in me. I have so much strength in me. And I see myself just putting it into a field that I don't even enjoy. So I started. Like, literally, it got to a point that I told myself, look, if my gift can't feed me, let me die. Because the last thing I want to do, no disrespect for someone, working for someone or anything. But I realized that I was finding someone's flame. I wasn't, I wasn't, I was not like, it. like, nine to five, yeah, it works. I I still have a nine to five, you know, but I still come back on my work on my goals. I still keep the night of five. Come back home and and do what I have to do. Like this podcast is one of my one of my biggest goals in life. Like I have had this goal for so long, like literally so long. I've been talking about having a podcast for so long, and and this is gonna lead to my next question because I was always waiting for the time to be right. Mm. I was always waiting to have the right equipment. I was always waiting to be oh oh uh, the right timing, the right things. I want everything to be perfect before I. I take my step. And then I came across the saying that says I would she said she would rather have you take wrong ten wrong steps in life than to just sit back and trying to analyze one step to take. Mm. And that's one thing that I have, I see affect so many people in achieving their goals. They think too much. Yes, sir. They think they overanalyze things. Like I want this to be perfect. I want I want this to be.
1: (laughs) It's funny because
0: that's the thing with smart people. Smart people overthink. (laughs) It's not even about being smart. It's about being bold. Yes, sir. And my next question is: Why do people act like that? Like you know, why do people always want to have this perfect life before they go for something? You, I don't know if you have an answer to this. Like, why do people always want to be? The perfect moment, the perfect guy, the perfect woman, the perfect everything. They want something to be perfect before they go. And life never works like that.
1: Well, why do people wait for this very thing to be perfect? Yeah, why do they wait for? That's, that's real. So um, if you think about it, right, if you really think about it, people tend to second-guess themselves. When we were kids, when you were a child, did you ever second-guess what you did or did you just do it first? Just do it first, yeah. We don't even care about second guess. Absolutely. And then at some point, you got disciplined enough and you were told, hey, think before you do something. Think before you act. And why is that? Because we kept getting in trouble for societal standards. Standards, yeah. And we have to fit into this mold of what society dictates for us. For what? When you actually do what you, do, what you want to do, there's no one limiting you. So now these limiting beliefs are set in our minds. And if, they're, if we're conditioned to be limiting then what are we going to do the rest of our lives be limiting limiting yeah so when you start thinking about what i want to do i want to do this wait hold on i can't do it until this is this cuz now they're second guessing themselves because the first thing that they taught they were taught was think before you do you ever heard someone tell you that think before you do something think before you do something yeah right so it's like if 100 if 100 you you ever had a parent ask you this if 100 of your friends go jump off a bridge would you jump and join them
0: That's a question for me to answer.
1: Did your parents ever ask you that? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was a kid. Absolutely.
1: So my mom, she asked me that too. And I was a smart ass about it. I said, actually, yeah, I would. I would, yeah. I would get a parachute. (laughs) (laughs) But at the end of the day, we're we're conditioned at an early age to be limiting towards our our actions. And I don't know if you've seen a baby walk. Yeah, I've seen. I don't know if you've seen a child ride a bike. Yep. I don't know if you've seen um, animals when they're first born, they just go and do, right? A baby will continue falling over and over and over again until it finally is able to walk. Facts. A child will fall over and over and over again until they're finally able to ride the bike. As adults, we've been losing so many times, we've been failed so many times, we've been conditioned and taught and said all these mental things to ourselves, oh, you failed, you failed, you failed, you're not good enough. And we've built this self-belief of not being great enough if we fail. <laughs> but the, all, the only way to succeed is to fail. It's to fail, yeah. The only way. You have to fail your way to success. That's a quote I heard before. You have to fail forward. Yeah. And if, you don't, if you're not willing to do that, you're going to be stuck in that mindset of everything has to be perfect before I do. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It have to you be have bad. to fail. You have to learn. Wow. Well,
0: Speaking of babies um, being born, there was this video I saw. You know, have you ever seen a baby giraffe being like baby giraffes when they give birth to baby giraffes? No. Bro, it's insane. It's the typical example of life. Okay. So let me just quickly share this with you. So you know how tall the giraffe is, right? Yes, sir. That baby falls all the way up there to the floor. Boom. So it's not like the mom was down there giving birth to him. She gave birth to him up here. And then he falls, lands on the floor. That's the first step. Wait, wait,
1: wait. Like, it just falls? Yeah, it just doesn't falls. even, like, land on his feet? And... Yeah. Okay. It's a
0: baby. Can't even land, you know? Right. Fresh. Falls. And then, I was watching this video, and then my thought was like, okay, the mom will actually try to show him some love and help him get up, right? Like, she'll probably lick him. Nah, she didn't. Guess what she did? She kicked him. And then, he stood up. Like, after, after a few minutes, like, he stood up, was trying to get back on his feet, then she tripped him. He fell back again. <laughs> <laughs> that went off on and on, on and on for like several times. Like she, the baby would come back up, she tripped him down. Come back up, she tripped him down. Tripping him down until he got to a point where the baby was so tired, but she kept doing that. And then the speaker says, this is what it is to survive in the wild. You probably think that mom is a weak, like she's heartless, she's rootless, but she's just trying to get her baby ready for when a lion comes. Because mm. like I could give birth to you right now, and then a lion could just show up. Right, I will run, but you won't be able to run, and it's gonna eat you. So it's 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 just a mindset that you know we we wanna be comfortable and stuff like that. You know, like oh, we need sometimes we just have to um, accept life for what it is. Like that baby giraffe didn't have a choice. Like. Could have been born in a world with love and kisses and all that, but no, like, it's like, hey, this is what it is here, okay? If you want to survive here, you have to get back on your feet every time you fall. That was just the message, like, every single time you fall, get back on your feet. Every single Mm. time you fall, get back. It doesn't matter. Get back until you're strong enough to succeed. And when I watched that video, that was when I gave myself that permission. Oh, I just have to fail then. I just have to fucking fail every single time. Like, I gave myself time. a mission. Like I'm not even looking for success when I do something. I'm just looking for okay, if I failed, no big deal, man. Let's let's fail and keep it moving. Yes sir. So that was how like everything it like me coming up and my every single thing about me, it's it's all out of failure. It's all out of just nothing was just like given like hey, this is it. Now everything has to be you fail and you get from it. And it gets to a point where I realized that me failing wasn't even a bad thing. Failures were just making me strong for the next. So so it's like the challenge you get is a reward for your last failure mm. you get it, right say it again so like that what you like the next the next situation you face in life is a reward for you it's like game you're level one you you kill the you kill the bad guy right and Then you go to a level where it's even harder than more even the the, the, the bad guy is stronger than
1: this previous guy yes, sir
0: that's how life is
1: life doesn't get easier you just get better you just
0: get better yeah I like that man. I like that I like that so in the book, you sp- you, um, there was a dedication, you, um, you, you made a dedication to Marcus. Yes. And I was curious, who's Marcus?
1: So Marcus is also a former foster child. Wow. We didn't have the same home. We met in high school. And uh, funny story is I moved to Boston. And he was probably the only friend who visited me faithfully every single weekend. Every single Friday, he'd come to my job. I'd sneak him in there. And we'd watch uh, Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. There was had a new episode called Dragon Ball Super. We'd go and watch it. We'd get food. And we'd just chill for hours. They'd come to my house. We'd, we'd always have food, listen to music. And it was always be positive music. There was no music that, that limited us. So there was a guy that we loved, Russ. And every single one of his songs, almost every one of his songs, are about manifesting his desires into reality. Hmm he did that for 10 years straight and now he's actually manifested all the things in his songs and so marcus is is my brother that basically i never had in foster care or in real life because i do have siblings but i didn't get to grow up with them he was my brother at that point and it was it was sad to um to see him go because uh, yes sir um uh, thank you and um when I when I was living at um, in Bowdoin, he was living with me. My wife was living with me, and I had an ex-business partner. And we were just trying to get out of that situation of living there and trying to get our life to the next level. Um, and after we left there, we actually all ended up homeless. Um, and so it was difficult because we were telling each other, hey, I'm not going to see you for three months. You're not going to see me for three months. We're just going to work on getting our money right. We're going to make sure our lives are right. And we're going to do what we're supposed to be doing. And for me, that, that really meant the world because I know he meant that. He's a man of his word. I, I meant that too. And I have to take care of my wife and my child. And it, it was a difficult moment for both of us. Thanks. So um, he had texted me and he asked me for a couple of things I didn't have at the moment. Um, and then a month later, I get a call from my friend. I'm at work. I'm a teacher at the moment. And he says, hey, I know you're upset. I said, upset about what? He said, bro, Marcus just passed away. I said, what? He's like, you didn't know? I thought you knew, bro. Marcus passed away. I know that you guys were close and everything like that. I just wanted to make sure you're good. And and I couldn't believe it, so I hung up the phone and I called Marcus at least eighteen times. Eighteen times, and I was crying at this point. I, just, I had to find a room because the kids were watching. Really you know, watching. so I had to. I was like, "Nah, this is not possible. This is not uh, it." So I, I, my, I walked past my supervisor. I said, "Hey, my brother just passed away. um I don't know how to. I just want to make sure he's good. Like, if this is true or not." And so she goes, "Leave work right now. like go." And um. It took, it took me a while to recuperate from that. Uh, for at least seven to six months, I, nah. I couldn't shower right, I couldn't, I couldn't brush my teeth properly, I couldn't eat right, I couldn't sleep right, I didn't work out, I had no ambition to do anything hemovision-wise, I had no ambition to like, and my daughter was still in front of my eyes, and I, it was just like, I felt like a failure as a father because I'm like, I have to be there for her, but at the same time, I, I, can't, I, I need to be there for myself. That's why that core development is so important and so I think it was about seven months later where I had this intense emotion to just go see where his burial was at. Because even the cemetery, like when they had, to, when they had buried him, um, the funeral, I never got an invitation. Um, I was living in Boston and everyone that said that they were trying to contact me didn't have my information. They didn't have my phone number. Um, and so it was difficult for me even further because I didn't see him get buried Buried, so there was no final closure on that either fuck Um, so seven months later I had this intense like desire to go see where he was buried and I asked a friend who knew where he was buried I said hey where's his site at and he told me I don't know exactly where it is but I know it's at this funeral home um this cemetery and so I said okay I think I know where that's at so I called up I called up one friend um And I said, hey, do you want to go see Marcus's grave today? He said, yeah, actually. Um, When are you going? I said, I'm going right now, but I can link you later. Um, And then he told me, sure. About 30 minutes later, he called me back. He goes, hey, is it cool if I invite dot, 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 everyone that I actually met him with? Like, this was when I first met him. This was the group. And so I said, of course, absolutely. But at the point, I didn't know where his his grave was <laughs> so I was just gonna walk around aimlessly looking for, him. Looking for him yeah. and so I asked him I said did they know where he was they said no I said okay mm-hmm. I gotta figure this out then so I left um a little bit earlier right and when I got there they called me they said they're on their way they're like 10 minutes down the street I said whoa so I got to the I got to the um the cemetery I had no idea where he was where and this was. thing was massive massive yeah and I'm going through it I'm like for some reason, I'm thinking this in this area. But I was like, nah, that's not it. And so I, I ignored my intuition. Yeah. And I went this way. And I kept looking. The further I went, the, the, the older the dates got. So it was like 1860, this, time, I'm like, okay, this is the wrong direction. So I started following the dates on the grave sites. Lo and behold, the place I wanted to go to originally is Where's exactly it? where his burial site was. And I said, whoa, it's like he kind of guided me on this day where it was perfectly sunny and everyone was available to go see his site. And they asked me, they said, how did you know where he was buried? What made you want to come out here? I said, honestly, I don't know. I think it was him. I think he wanted me. I think he needed me to go see that so that I could heal from his passing. Because it was difficult. It was really difficult. Um, And then from that point forward, I started working on the book even more. Um, cause I had it as an idea in my mind and I couldn't, I couldn't type it. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't, um, I was trying to type it for like months to two or three months. And I had like one paragraph. So I got a journal and I said, all right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write it every day. So I was at work and this was the only thing keeping me going again, a goal. Right. And I said, I'm going to do this for Marcus. I'm going to, I'm going to make this for him. So I. I started writing in the book every single day, and my job was so upset with me. They were like, hey, I understand you know, you're going through a lot, but like, you have to focus. I'm like, the kid is reading. I just gave him work to do. I can't sit down and just write in my journal real quick? They were like, no, you could only do that on break. I was like, okay. So every break I got, I was writing my journal, writing my journal, writing the book. And then um, it took me at least 11 months to write the book. And when I finished, I was extremely grateful that I... I I had to dedicate this to Marcus because he was an inspiration. Um, I didn't get the chance to give him the knowledge that I had. I didn't get I didn't get a chance to to share the the world how great he was. Man. And um, we actually had an interesting conversation one time. Um, he and I had a differing op- opinion about how to help people and serve the world. So I always said, you know, I want to leave my legacy behind to help people, and that legacy is about education and healing and motivating. And I want to make all these videos and all these books and and, and leave it behind so that people hundreds of years from now can actually be learning from the information that I gave them, or learning from the information I learned from this person to give back to them. Yeah. And he said, you don't have to leave a legacy behind to do all that. You don't have to do all this, that, the third to do all that. You can literally be this great person, and you being this great person will allow you to be remembered forever in people's hearts. And I said, yeah, that's cool and all, but like, it's it's not it. And so. I was always on social media posting videos and, and, and uh, posts and information that helped people learn and grow. Yeah, yeah. And I said, if I could just help one, one, one person, I'd be happy, I'd be fulfilled. And um, he was always saying, if you could just help your, your neighbor down the street, then i will be fulfilled. Wow. And so when he passed, there was no pictures, there was no videos, it was like barely. You had to yeah. scratch, scratch with them. Yeah. And every single person that talked about him every single person talked about how amazing he was how kind he was how polite he was how how funny he was he was the funniest person he used to make fun of me more than anyone else in the world anyone and i used to get upset i'm like hey don't do that and <laughs> and he'd be like if i don't if i don't make fun of you you're not gonna be prepared for the world when they make fun of you oh wow and he taught me a lot of like that you know and so i think when he said his truth about just being a good person, he exuded that truth. That quality about him was, was evident in his personality. And so I had to go live with my truth. And I had to go make this book. I had to go make these videos.
0: Live a legacy, yeah. Because it's powerful, man. For this. So
1: that's why it's dedicated to him.
0: Wow. Thanks for sharing that, man. Thank you. That was deep. Yo, shout out to Marcus. I wish I met that guy. Great guy. You would have loved him. I know, for real. Like, loved him. I like his mindset, too. Absolutely. It, it it seems like it sounds like you're always around people like this. Oh yeah. You know, people that are always about personal development, growth, you know, always optimistic. And my question is, were you born like this? Or like at what point in your life did you <laughs> say I wanna stop leaving? I'm I mean I wanna stop existing and leave.
1: I was not always like this. Okay. Um Growing up I used to cry a lot. You know, being in foster care, yeah. to being taken from yeah. your family, yeah. is yeah. detrimental. Um, and you don't really know who you can talk to, who you can trust, what you can share. Um, so I used to cry a lot, and I used to never tell people why I cried. So they thought I had bipolar or whatever. And every single time I cried, it was, I miss my mom, I miss my dad, yeah, I miss yeah. my brother, I miss my sister. And, you know, it gets to a point where you say that enough times that you just don't want to tell people. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. You just want to be in the moment and yeah. cry about it. Um and then I'd pray every single meal, three times a day, every single meal. I'd pray every time I wake up, every time I go to sleep, I'd pray. And it got to the point where I, I, like, I stopped believing at one point. I was like, all right, you know what? Let's pray. Your stuff doesn't work. And I was like 17, 18. And my biological mother, my biological father, they both reached out to me for Facebook, right?
0: Oh, wow. You know what
1: I'm saying? So the prayers worked. <laughs> my sister, I connected with her. My brother, I connected with them. I met my whole family. And um, I am I was at the point in life where I'm like, is this a better place for me to be at than where I'm at right now? Is this, is this safer? Is this going to help me better as a person? Am I going to help them more? Like, what's the case? And um, I don't really share this too often, um, but the mother that took me in, she molested me. Oh, wow. So, from 15 to 18, I was being molested. And, you know, as a male, it's hard to admit that. Fucks. Because people are like, oh, you wanted that. You wanted that. Yeah. And at that age, I did. But you don't, you realize, don't realize, how realize how fucked up, up it is <laughs> until you get older and you're like, this is my mom. And this, you can't call her mom anymore. And there's this power struggle when I'm trying to have a girlfriend and she's telling me this, and she's acting like an ex-jealous girlfriend, and then she's taking my money, taking, um, calling, and this is where it got worse, like, it was, you called me a faggot, wow. and I, like, so I, with gay people, I understand, homosexuals, like, when someone's, like, being mean to you, mean you too, yeah, because I was the opposite, I'm heterosexual, yeah, and someone's yeah. calling me gay, okay, yeah, and, like, they're trying to project this heinous idea on me, because of what they're trying to hide from themselves, they're trying to project, and so, Um, meeting my family again made me really think like, yo, should I escape with them? Can I leave? Can I talk to them? Can I tell them the truth? And I honestly felt like I couldn't. I didn't feel comfortable enough at that point. I didn't feel safe enough at that point. I didn't feel like I had the voice at that point. I didn't feel like I had the power at that point. I didn't feel like I had the choice at that point. So I hid the truth from everyone until I was probably like 21 when I first told someone. And, um, my family... Um, my dad, he accepted me. Um, The first person I told was an ex-girlfriend, and she she hugged me, embraced me, everything. Um, But then there was doubts in there too because of that expectation that now comes with it. Yeah, you're going to repeat the cycle. Yeah, yeah. Um, so her and I didn't work out too well. She's a good friend now, but not a good like we weren't good um, as a relationship. My next girlfriend, I couldn't even trust her with that information. It was too toxic. Too toxic, yeah. And then I met the woman that became my wife. I told her the information, and she hugged me. I cried in her arms. I was vulnerable. I was weak, but I was empowered. And from that, from that moment forward, I told my friend. I told my friend. I told my brother. I told my brother. I told my dad. I told everybody. 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 And the people that really, like, they really saw me for who I was, they embraced who I am. And the people that I used to be friends with growing up, like, I lost them along the way. Um, except for one of them, like, it was surprising. Um, the person at least expected, actually. Um, but that's another reason why I started Hemovision. It's just to give people that story, that, that power, that not, that, when, when you're growing up and you're in that situation, you don't feel like you have a choice. You don't mm-hmm. feel like you have a, um, a, a position of power that you can go say, hey, this is what's happening. Because you're like, what's going to happen? If I go and tell someone that I'm being molested, what's going to happen? I'm going to go to the next foster home. I'm going to be homeless. I'm going to be kicked out on the street. Like, what's going to happen? And so this is to let them know, like, you can have a, a place in life, and you can have power, and you can have a voice. Use it. Don't be afraid. Um, and what really made me do that was she had two other foster children. And there was a boy named Jordan. And uh, I told her, I said... You need to promise me you're not going to do what you did to me to him and she says what are you talking about and she tried to dismiss it yeah i was like you're not going to do that no 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 you're going to promise me that you're not going to do to him what you did to me and i said i mean that i'm going to do everything in my power to protect this child and she says boy shut the fuck up and i said no, no 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 i'm not walking away from this situation so she kicked me out the house and that was the last time i ever went and um it was, it was just all existing at that point. All of it. Um, but I had already started Hemovision. I already started living prior to that. And so I called my brother. I said, hey, I don't know how to feel. Marcus, right? Grant, actually. Okay. Um, I told Marcus a, a day or two later. I told my wife after, too. And I said, I don't know how to feel. I want to continue doing Hemovision. But I don't feel like I'm capable right now. Because I'm still trying to work on myself. And they said... It's possible to do both. You can do both, but if you feel like you need time to work on you, then absolutely take care of yourself first. So I took a break from posting videos on YouTube. I took a break from, um, like posting stuff on, on social media. I took a break from everything, and I just I went to therapy. I, um, I talked to my my girlfriend at the time, who was not my wife. Um, I talked to my brothers, and I just tried to to be the best person I can okay. to heal. Yeah and then excuse me um it it got to that point where Marcus and I were at the house living together and we were sharing these details the about house. our past yeah so when he when we left again 3 months apart yeah what had happened was he was on a double date with his um with his other brother and there was a situation with this guy who wanted to talk to his brother's girlfriend and his brother went up to his girlfriend and said, hey, let's go, babe. And the guy was like, what are you doing? I'm trying to holler at her. Um, and this is in the hood, so there's no respect. Um, and then my brother Marcus went up to his brother and he said, hey, are you okay? You good? The guy said, what you going to do about it? He looked at him. He looked back at his brother. He said, are you good? He said, yeah, bro, let's just get out of here. I don't want any trauma. Like, and so they, they left before they even starting the date. The guy pursued them with two other people, and started. They surprised them in the, in the parking lot, punched them, and then they started fighting back while the girls ran. So the guy pulled out a gun, started shooting. Oh shit! And then he was in the um, the hotel. He was in. He was the the Ramada Hotel across from Boston Bowl. He was over there, and he had internal bleeding, and apparently the concierge that was working that night was drunk, so he didn't see him. I don't know who's drunk on the job, but. It was very convenient for him to be drunk, and so um, even then he still didn't pass away yet. He actually died in the hospital and in the ambulance. They said if they if they got to him sooner, he would have survived. So bad, yeah. um, they did catch the guy who was in Rhode Island, but it, it was just it was just a lot of a lot of wreck. Um, I feel like I went on a tangent. What was the base of the question again?
0: Oh no no no! Go on, man. I will. Actually, I forgot the question. But yeah, go on with the story. Like whenever you done, I'll I have another question.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um. So it was it was extremely shocking to everyone that that he passed, but no one was surprised how he passed. They would like the only way that Marcus would ever be shot at is defending someone else. Oh, wow. Like that's who he was known to be. He was it was a protector. He wasn't going looking for trouble. trouble he was yeah. he was actually. Always staying inside playing video games to stay away from trouble. Yeah, and he was always playing basketball to focus his mind to so stay away from trouble. And you know, the one time he decides to go outside and have fun, yeah. boom. Yeah. So it's like you just gotta be careful um, at all times, you know. Um, but again, some people that would be scaring them for life. Like you don't go out. Don't anymore, go out anymore. Yeah. You know, and yeah. even still, I don't. I don't get scared about going out. I know the possibilities of dangers all around us. All around you, yeah. But, you know, that fear is a is a choice. And I'm not gonna be afraid of anything. That's true. And if I am, I'm still gonna embrace my fear and go after what I wanna do. Facts. So facts.
0: Well, wow, it was deep, man. I was deep. I I see a lot of like I see where you're coming from man, and it was a tough it was really tough, man, and and I see what you're doing and trust me, it's very powerful and that's why i have a platform like this to give a voice to people out there that are coming up with this beautiful ideas you know like you have a purpose right now you're fighting for something and not everyone is giving you or like i feel like you know there's no too much empowerment you understand mm-hmm. because what you're doing is powerful if we if we never got this Time to sit and talk like this. I wouldn't even know where you're coming from. you know, I'd probably saying, oh, he's just writing for writing's sake or something, you know. But, like, there's a deep, deep purpose behind this that not even anything can stop. Because you had a first-hand experience of all that, you know, first at home and how horrible it was for you and stuff like that, man. So, thank you so much for sharing your story, man. It was beautiful. Thank you for listening. Yeah, man. Okay, so, Marcos died. He lost you lost interest in him or vision, you lost interest in everything. Mm -hmm. You just kinda like, and I completely understand, we've all been in those situations where life happens and you just like don't wanna do anything, you know, just wanna be like that. What brought you back on your feet?
1: What made you continue the race? (laughs) So there was a new motivation, you're actually right, Uh, and it was my daughter. I can't look at her in the face every day Her that jovial smile. Yeah, she was just so full of energy. So She is her own individual. Mm -hmm. She reminded me so much of him they both Aries and uh, I'm not sure if you're into Zodiac or not, but they they reminded me of each other and she's also a seed of mine and I have a duty and an obligation to take care of her so I thought if I passed away like Marcus did I want to leave something behind for her to be taught, for her to be educated, for her to be learning the lessons that even if I'm dead, I can still teach her. Thanks. And so I thought, if it's just her, then I have nothing to, I, I still have something. If, but I didn't want to leave it at just her. I have brothers that are probably five years older than her. And so I wanted to do it for them too. And then I thought about all the children in the world. And I thought about all the people in the world. I'm like, you know what? I can't step away from my purpose even though I'm I'm broken. Broken, yeah. So Fact. there's this um this ancient art in Japanese or China, uh in Japan or China, I forgot how which one, but when a vase breaks, they put it back together with gold so that it looks more beautiful than it did before. Oh wow. Yeah. I can imagine that. <laughs> And so, I had to put myself back so together I with gold. With
0: gold. Wow. <laughs> Yo, that's a powerful place to come from. Like, you're broken and you just made up your mind and said, you know what? Yes, I'm broken, but I have to fix myself for gold. hmm And you look more beautiful than. Damn, I wish... I wish every single a good thing
1: like that. It's hard. It is. It's really hard. You have to be willing. The first step is to be mentally willing, emotionally willing.
0: So you believe mental health is the... Absolutely. Mental health. Not even physical. You're not moved by muscle. You're not moved by
1: anything like you first... Well, physical health helps with your mental health. Like Working out definitely changed how I think. It definitely changed how I feel. You know, I feel more confident when I work out. I feel more, um, you know, ready to conquer the world I and mean, my goals, plans, and actions. Yeah. Um, and I feel like my mind is more focused, more clear, more steady. Um, so mental health is is crucial yeah. because it makes everything else work out. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want to work out if my mind wasn't right. Yeah. But working out makes my mind even better. Right, so they right. they all hand in hand. Your mind, your emotions, your physical, and then your the spiritual. I don't know what people believe. Yeah. But they got to believe it's something. Something, Yeah. Yeah. It's powerful. So,
0: from what I'm hearing from you sitting here and everything you've said about goal setting and how much you, because you've set goals and just like every single human being failed you get, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You've you've even paused on goals. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's not even lie. But what kept you going was why you set those
1: goals. Yes, sir.
0: You, your first goal was to him um, a vision. And life hit you just like everyone else. There was a pause. Mm-hmm. There was a failure. There was a point where you weren't moving. And that's what a lot of people back out. But now you had a powerful reason, your daughter, and that's what I feel like everybody miss out on life. It's not even about the goal; it's about why you set that goal. If you have a strong reason to wake up every single morning, secondly, you're about to write that book. You were writing that book, and then you stopped halfway. You're gonna write a paragraph. Why? Because there was no why. And then Marcus came, and you're like, "I have to do this for Marcus." Mm-hmm. That's a powerful why. Like that's a why that nothing on else can break. So, this is not like a question, but this is like, you can add to it. You believe it's all about the goal or it's, it's about the why you set those goals? Which is more important, the goal or the why you set those goals?
1: It's definitely the why. The why. You can't do anything without a strong enough why.
0: Without a strong enough why, for real.
1: There's, there's a, a, <laughs> a quote that says, uh, if, if your if you're why or your goal for the why... Right, your why for the goal. If it doesn't if it doesn't like scare you <laughs> scare you, yeah. It's not big enough.
0: i not big enough, yeah. yeah I've seen so, that
1: quote. <laughs> my goal is to influence eight billion people, whether they're dead or alive. Yeah. And that's the future. As now. It's I wanna be la- I want the education, I want the, the, the legacy, I want the impact that I have on helping people to last thousands of years. And that's that's scary because it's like damn I gotta do a lot of work. Yep. I gotta make a lot of videos. I gotta do a lot of podcasts. Podcast, <laughs> yeah. I have to do a lot of writing. writing. I have to post a lot. You know, social media makes it easy, but it's not that easy. Not that easy. So yeah. now I need a team, and I need I need to be able to do what I have to do, not for me, for the for eight billion, people. but for the eight billion people. For the people on my team, yeah. for my daughter, yeah. for everyone that the nieces, for Marcus, this, every for Marcus thing, yeah. everyone. It's no longer about me.
0: Yeah. because I feel like everyone in life sets goal. It could be work goal. Mm-hmm. It could be, okay, my job, I, I want to make a lot of money. That's a goal right there. And that's why you go to work. You get it, right? But it's like, why do you set this goals? Once that is not strong enough, why? You just... You can give up. You can give up that's like the most important thing, and, and the why of everything like why do you do what you do and and the more powerful your reason is the more emotional your reason is the more you are likely to get it you know because we speak out of emotion we do a lot of things out of emotion you know and, and having a why, like like those two reasons you came up with nothing can beat those reasons you get me right because yes, Marcos was someone that meant so much to you like you want to nice nah, dead if he was alive it would have been different You understand, right? If he was if he was still alive, you wouldn't even have been that motivated because you still feel like there is life. But now there is no life. <laughs> and you're like, I have to do this for someone that is dead. I love this guy so much that I want his name to be something. And now you put up his name. Like I don't think you say that he he's not even on social media or like that, you know? That was the only place someone could find his name and and now you still make him Marcus is being remembered every single day so it's like I never thought about that wow. I know me too I just came <laughs> up with it like just talking to you right now I just came up with that like how everything is just kind of like coming together you know what he wanted you get me right that's what you're doing for him right there wow powerful brother wow it's a great one man so you wrote this book for 11 months I mean you had a strong wife. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean there were no challenges. What are some of the challenges that you encountered writing this powerful book, and how did you overcome these challenges?
1: Um, so there there were several challenges. Um, mm. one of them is uh, I couldn't type everywhere. <laughs> I could not type everywhere. You can't just bring out a laptop or yeah, a cell phone and, just... and, and type. People don't like you to do that. Yeah, no. Nah. You know. Um, but no one gets mad at you for having a journal. True. Not a single person in the world that gets mad at you for having a pen and paper because you could just be taking notes about anything yeah um so you could be in any meeting you could be in any any room any setting um nine eight times out of ten um and just have a journal and write and so um that was that was um problem number one that was solved i i figured out what a joy. that i can't write with a with a laptop laptop or you a cell phone yeah i can't write with a journal because yeah. no one's gonna tell me no fact even at work when i'm teaching kids because they expect us to have a journal and write yeah take notes yeah <laughs> <laughs> um second thing was work maybe again i just said it like they didn't want me to work on this on they this. wanted me to focus on the kids what it being for yeah for and you. even if i set the kids up to do work i have to f- watch, them do, watch the them do the work Do the work yeah because they're watching me to see if I'm watching them, yeah. so I have to do it only on breaks. I was so my time was limited. Yeah, and then I get home. I'm a father, and I'm a fairly new father at that. <laughs> and it's really hard to do anything as a new father. <laughs> yeah, um, it's hard to do anything as a father, but it's hard to do anything as a new, new yeah. father. Yeah, um, yeah, and so it was. It was a balance between feeding her right, uh, changing her diaper. Uh, getting enough sleep. <laughs> uh, and then my wife was at work at the time I'm doing this. So it's just me and my daughter. daughter yeah. And I'm like, damn, I got to write, but I can't. So I got to make sure she goes to sleep. Sleeping, By yeah. the time she gets to sleep, I'm so exhausted. So I'd yeah. talk kids all day, and now I got to educate people, my daughter, yeah, make sure yeah, she's good. Yeah. So that was in itself a challenge. Bro. Um, But I, I, I don't know how, but I, I managed to yeah, do it. I, I woke up <laughs> earlier. I woke up at least 30 minutes to an hour earlier to yeah. literally write at least a page uh, a chapter, chapter or something. something yeah even if it was just a word like i yeah yeah
0: that's consistency right there you know yeah and it
1: didn't work every day yeah it's like it's not like you want to get up and do great every single day sometimes i i failed sometimes i didn't i didn't write anything that day mm. but I I was like, you know what, it's not going to get done on its own, the paper is not going to get up, Mm -mm. the pencil is not going to get up and just start writing words for me, you know, and then, um, uh, so I started, I started like writing it, and then I started typing it, and when I had my editor, my first editor, they got a couple of chapters at the end, and they're like, what the fuck is this, you got lazy the great was so uh, the first the beginning was so, so great great and then uh, you got lazy <laughs> i was like all right i can't lie like no excuses yeah so i had to go back and no i was like excuses. you know what it's going to take me a couple more months and I, when i told when i told everyone i was already done with the book it was like in december yeah. of like 2018 2019 i forget and um, i had to i had to not put the book out because it wasn't done it wasn't done yet. i thought it was done but that's a lie. It wasn't done the way it needed to be. And so then I, I finished it again. I had a second editor. Um, and they were like, you got this, you got that, you have to fix, you have to fix, You blah, 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 blah. And so again, I'm like, damn, I'm just gonna stop bringing it to an editor. <laughs> I got upset with the editors, you know, they always tell you no. No, no, yeah. Um, and so then uh, I got to a, a third editor after I finished it again. Wow. Um, and they were like, okay, this is good. Um, it could be longer, ah. And I was like, longer. I was like, what the hell? I'm gonna say this longer. This is all the value this this requires. So I started asking a couple of people that I was um, inspired by, like people that are, I, they're like you, they're like uh, my mentor, that are like um, people that I know that are consistent and dedicated and and always working towards their goals and always striving to be the best of the of they, what they do and they craft. um and I said, hey, do you think I should release a short book, but it's filled with a lot of value, or should I make it longer? And every single person I asked, they said, if the value is in there already, it doesn't need to be longer. If, if, your, if your book is concise, it has all the points it needs to hit, yeah. cool. If it's missing those points, you need, to get back, you need to get back to that book and start writing it again. So um, I asked another person, he said, what's better? What's better, a long paragraph explaining what you could explain in one sentence or one sentence explaining what you could say in an entire paragraph? And I said, I guess the sentence. He was right. If that's all that you need to write the book is 48 pages and that has all the value you need in it. Good. Then I said, okay, cool. And then he said, but I got a tip for you. You're not done with the book. You're done with the book, but you're not done with the book. When you finish this book, and the people that read this book, they give you feedback. Add that in there, because it's going to make their their voices heard. Yeah. And that's what you want, right? You yeah. want people's voices heard. Yeah. And so now you're going to make a second edition, e- edition that's yeah. enhanced yeah. Yeah. for the reader yeah. that already read the first book. Yeah. And... um." so far i've already sold 30 copies of the book okay and it's only been uh, one month of actually publishing the book yeah and i actually only did 3 hours of actual sales like in total it took uh, the entire month of november I, t- I spent 20 minutes texting 100 people um which can get tedious right yeah. you, you you know but you got to do what's needed to yeah, do to yeah. get what you want yeah facts um and so after I texted people, it took 20 minutes. I did it again um, through IG uh, Like a week later. It took uh, 30 minutes. I did it again um, through an app that sent it to 500 people. That took um, about 45 minutes because I had to make sure that it was right for every person. It was supposed to be in the group. Yeah. And then once it was right, boom, blast feed. And it didn't send it all at once. I have to go hit send, hit send, 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 send. send. send yeah. But it was still better than me sending it copy, paste, copy, paste, copy, yeah. paste. Yeah. Um so you know you, you get better as you as you go along. And then in total, um I did three hours of work. And so I was like, Okay, this is great. This is phenomenal. I'm helping people. I have thirty people who bought the book. Thirty people. And um it, to me, it was phenomenal that 30 people bought the book in the first month. The first month. Because I was like, wow. It's not about them buying the book and paying me. It's about the people, the impact that I'm about to have in their life now. Definitely. Because when I, when I, when I told myself when I started Human Vision, I said, if I could have one person, I'm fulfilled. When I first started, and that one person has surpassed me and I surpassed them and then yeah. they surpassed me and then yeah. I surpassed them and we keep inspiring each other They are now the god. They are one of the god moms of my child. Oh, wow and I I never would have thought that that what I do with hemovision would have brought somebody close to me like a family member. Yeah, and it did um, of them and so Now that the fact that I have the potential to help 30 more people through the book I'm not stopping. hmm I'm not stopping right here. Yeah, so I want to hear what they have to say through. I want to hear what they got to, what they what they think, what they feel, yeah. what they what they what they um went through when they were reading the book. Like, what where did they go with their mind? mind yeah. Um, and I want to incorporate that into the book. I want to incorporate that to to reviews. I want to incorporate that to other people because at the end of the day, like so one of the one of the core values, right? Remember I said there's four core four values. Core values yeah. Somebody uh who edited the book for me um or he said. It's great that you have, one of the chapters I'm going to reveal is know yourself. Not many people know how to know themselves. Not many people think that that's a priority, you know. Part of knowing yourself is knowing what you do like, what you don't like, what makes your heart race, what makes it calm, you know. And for me, when I thought I was in a relationship, that I had to go after a girl that made my heart race. And, you know, when you, when you live a whole life of heart racing, heart racing, heart racing, it, it's kind of something you're just attracting, right? You meant you attract that because that's what you are. Yeah. And um, I read somewhere, um, and I read it when I was with my, well, my, current, girl, my current wife, who wasn't my, my former girlfriend, but when, she, when I read it, she was my girlfriend at the time. It said, uh, um, how does it go again? It goes, when you go home, there should be no war. you should be at peace. you don't want to fight the world and come home and fight the people you Put love at them, home um, yeah and every time I was around her, I felt peace. peace yeah I felt so warm, so embraced, my heart calmed and so when you know yourself hmm. you know this 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 part of yourself yeah. you know that this is something that you you, you desire, and it t- it takes a lot to to recognize that in-the-moment fluctuation of your heartbeat, that in-the-moment desire to be with this environment, to be with this person, to be uh, at this job, to be at this, you know, this, to be any, any situation. You have to know who you are and what you desire in life. Makes sense. So when he said that, I appreciated that because that's part of the core values. You can't, you can't do anything else in life until you know it yourself. Otherwise, you just be existing. Facts. Right. Wow.
0: Well, I've never read the book yet, but I'm already, like... Mind blown! Like, looking forward to reading the book. Is there gonna be a hard copy?
1: So, I've generated over at least seven hundred dollars in sales. Yeah. Um, and that's enough for me to go buy hard copies. I'm gonna do a giveaway actually for the first five books. I'm gonna buy twenty five books. So, if the fi- first five books, I'm giving them away. Um, I'm gonna do a little challenge or contest, something mm-hmm. like that. Um. And they're gonna be there so there's I'm I'm already working on hard copies. Yeah. That's yeah. definitely the next investment. I'm a hard copy reader. I really don't know how to read from laptop or And a lot of people are like that. So yeah. I'm that's why I'm thankful grateful that I already generated enough, enough sales to to let my assets at, yeah. buy more assets. assets. Yeah, makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yo, I'm happy to hear that because I I like holding something. Like taking notes I like doing all that with my pen and paper like if you look at it, you know So that's why I haven't actually, you know, like laptop and all that too much light enough So yeah, I'm looking forward to reading this book. Trust me. I Should be one of those first guys to get that book when you drop it Thank you, Dave, bro. My pleasure, man. So real quick. Uh, this is video. I saw on Instagram I still want to talk about this video because it's a very powerful video and guys if you guys are not following this guy I want you guys to definitely follow him. Okay, so this video you talked about action um, I said, I came across that video last week or okay. so, and I've seen motivational videos. I've seen people say things. Some don't even make sense. Some I'm like, what are you even saying? You get right because this doesn't even make sense. But your video was so powerful that I had to share it on my story. Oh, thank you. I don't really share everything on my story, but I really felt like I understood where you're coming from. I understood everything you said in that video and it was about taking action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I know it's in the book, and I know you don't want to go deep. What can you, you know, explain this video and how important taking action is, quickly for us, please, if it's possible.
1: Okay. So what I, I'll paraphrase what I said in the video. Yeah. Um, but basically, um, a lot of people they 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 love, you know, they live in this dream la la land about their desires and their goals and their plans. And then when it comes to actually executing them, they dread it. They're just upset. They're like, ah, I'll do that tomorrow. Yeah. And why I put up what you could do tomorrow, right? If if I'm trying to work out, yeah. I'm trying to bend muscle. If I want to have a physique like yours, right, or a physique like anyone. Anyone, yeah. And I say, I'm going to work out tomorrow. Do you think I'm going to have that physique? No. No, because you work out how often? Every day. Every day. And how often do you work out in that day? Like two hours. Two hours. Two hours. So if I don't work out at all and you work out every day, there's no way I'm going to get to the point where you at.
0: Yeah, you already missed two hours of workout that day that Yesterday. you didn't go. Yep. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So the, the concept of this is just get 1% better every day. If you can do one thing to get yourself better, read one book. One I mean, I mean, read... One you can't page. Read, you can't read a whole page. Read one paragraph. paragraph. Read... Um, drink one smoothie. If you can't eat like a whole bunch of fruits and vegetables. If you can't drink a whole smoothie, eat one banana. <laughs> you know? If you can't work out for two hours, do one push-up. Yep. It's just about building the habits that are yeah. going to lead to later success. Yeah. And when you... When I couldn't get myself in the gym... You know, they close now because of COVID. But when I couldn't get myself into the gym, I was like, how do people work out for two, three hours? I don't get it. It's hard. It's hard. You put yourself in the environment that's going to cultivate success, right? So I went to the gym, and I was in the gym for at least two, three hours. I was like, what the hell? You know, when you prioritize the things in your life, you're going to go after it even further, and you're going to spend time in it more. So if there's a rule for me, right? And this is part of the action, right? If i could just do it for five minutes just do it for five minutes if i could just do it for do it one time you know just start with the baby steps do it for five minutes minutes, you'll end up doing it for the 20 minutes to an hour right True. true or there's another tip you could do it for 20 minutes take a break 20 minutes take a break why because it's building up that habit right there was a ted talk that was going on there was a gentleman he said 20 hours is all it takes to learn a new skill. Yes, it's 5,000 hours, to, uh, 5, hours to, to master a skill, but it's only 20 hours to learn a new skill. So 20 minutes a day for an entire month will generate you that 20 hours to learn a new skill. And for 20 minutes a day, I practiced the ukulele. And I got good enough to learn one song at the end of the month. All it takes is action.
0: 20 minutes. I think that's what I'm going to challenge myself. Something different, 20 minutes. And and there's a book called Compound Effect.
1: Yes, that's exactly what it's about.
0: And it's all about just taking little steps. Mm-hmm. That's what try to kill people because they want to take big steps in in, in, in a short period perfect. of time. Yeah, they have to be perfect. But they don't know that it, it's all about doing little things for a long period of time that actually builds that discipline and that great result. You understand, right? Yeah. Yes, sir. No, I I I, I like hundred percent agree with you, man. Like everything you say, everything is, everything you've said out of your mouth, something I I hundred percent agree. There's nothing I disagree with you, man. That's how, that's how much I believe in what you're saying, man. So um, how do people reach out to you? You know, if someone wants to get this book or you know they want to be in contact with you, hear you speak or something like how how do people reach out to you right now?
1: So they can either reach me at my website at okay. hima visioncom That's H I M A dash vision.com or they can follow me on Instagram Facebook Um, on Instagram it's at HEMA underscore vision Facebook is visions. from dot HEMA but you'd also text me at my phone number 857 615 8830 awesome emails visions from visions period from period HEMA at gmail.com
0: wow damn bro this was a for so the good one. For real. Like uh, thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing this powerful story and um great knowledge with us, man. I'm looking forward to having you on this episode. Trust me, this is your this is yours, okay? Whenever you have something that oh, you yeah? yeah, bro, like <laughs> please come on it. You get me right. I just have to um book you in and, and we can we can talk as much as we want, you know. Cause like what made me started this podcast was I realized there was so much like so much potential in my friends. Like you told me earlier on, like we're all a living book, like just walking around. People have so much knowledge that <laughs> they don't even know they, they themselves. Like I was sitting with friends and we we're having these conversations about mind blowing. I'm like, wow, you think like this, and I'm like, I just have to put it out there for the world to hear. Mm. You know, I just have to put it out there for the world to hear. I just have to, you know, celebrate people that think like this, and you know, so that was what made me come up with this podcast. And and trust me, having you on this episode, uh, on this podcast, this episode, and we. What we've went, gone through right now, I feel fulfilled, man. I feel fulfilled because, like, I don't know anybody else listening right now, but there's so much I've learned from this. And, you know, I am very grateful, man. So thank you so much for coming, man. Thank you for having thank me. Man. Thanks for the great job you're doing. That book is beautiful. And, you know, anyhow, we can be of help, you know, and assistance to help you
1: reach out to more people. We're definitely down to do it, bro. Yeah. I got one more message for the, for the masses. Drop it. And this is this is not even mine, but this is such a gold gem, right? You have to just apply it to your life. There is so much gold and diamonds and gems and and material of wealth that has been buried in cemeteries. Right? Yeah. And none of that is actual gold, diamonds, gems or or material wealth. It's all here in someone's mind. Someone's mind. And people are afraid to bring it into this world. People are afraid to share it with the world. Don't let it go to waste. Facts. Don't let it stay in your mind. Facts. Share it with the world. Facts. Bring it into reality. Facts. Wow. That was a perfect
0: way to end this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, whatever idea you have, okay, don't let it go to waste. Like, you know, just do it. Just do it, like Nike. Nike, just do it. It don't matter how you start. Just do it. You learn. You learn as you go. Like that's that's my motto. Like no one waiting for the right. Just go and learn, and then you keep getting better. That's it absolutely yeah so uh guys thank you so much for listening to this episode it was a great conversation i hope you guys enjoyed it because i mean if you guys can tell i'm so relaxed i want to have more conversation with this guy but it's just because of time we're gonna end this conversation right now okay but with that said like uh, i said once again thank you so much for listening to this podcast and please go visit our sponsors david and associates okay